Welcome in to Locked On Blackhawks for Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. It's Jay Zawoski here with you. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Blackhawks lose 3-0 to the Nashville Predators. And if you somehow missed last night's game, that doesn't sound so bad, right? Wow, Nashville's a pretty good team. They had 100 points last year. They're a Stanley Cup contender. 3-0, that's not too bad. Well, just wait until we get into the numbers. Wait until we get breaking down this game because it was one of the most embarrassing and brutal games I've ever seen the Blackhawks play in this modern era of Blackhawks hockey. And if not for Robin Leonard, this game could have been 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, historically embarrassing. Before we get into all of it, want to tell you how to get in touch. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. Follow me on Twitter at jayzawaski670. You can also follow my Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast account at MadhousePod. Leave the show a voicemail, 708-653-0572. If you want to rant after this loss, the Hawks are off for the next little while. They don't play again until Saturday. So if you want to leave some ranting voicemails, I'll play them this week. I'll find some time to play them. Uh, it, it's time. Like It's time for you guys to let it go. And I know the Hawks are coming off a 5-1 win against the Kings, but this was as bad as it can get. Uh, so again, 708-653-0572. If you want to just type me a manifesto, lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. All right. I'm going to break format a little bit on this post-game podcast. There's no reason to go inside the numbers in the third segment like we typically do because nothing good happened there there's really nothing to talk about the Blackhawks were outshot in this game 51 to 20 51 to 20 let that register this is a team who reasonable people thought, you know what, if things go right this season, they could contend for a playoff spot. They're coming off their best win of the season. And this is the response they come up with. Nick Bonino has a hat trick against the Blackhawks. And a 3-0 win. 51 shots on goal for the Nashville Predators. 48 saves for Robin Leonard. I would say maybe 30 of those were tough saves. Saves that, you know, took some extra effort to make. Robin Leonard was absolutely fantastic for the Blackhawks on Tuesday night. He was the only one. He was the only Blackhawk worth a damn in this, you know what? I'll take that back. Brandon Sod worked his ass off. I will give Brandon Sod credit. Brandon Sod, as he's done all year, worked really hard. And I think Ryan Carpenter had a solid game too. Those are the two Blackhawks forwards that I will isolate as having contributed something positive to this game. Aside from that, maybe a couple guys were fine. Maybe a couple of defensemen were fine. This was as bad an effort as I can imagine. And and look, you, you ask, you're trying to find answers, 
right? You see a game like this, and you say, how can the gap between Nashville and Chicago be so wide? How can it be that the Hawks can go paste the LA Kings? And again, the Kings are one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. There's no doubt. But then come out the next game and look this bad. We talked about on the last podcast about how now that Jeremy Collins is not going to get to dictate line matchups, it could be a challenge. They've had a road-heavy or a home-heavy schedule. Eight of their first ten games were at home. Now they begin a road trip. I don't care how the matchups went. That's not an excuse. Yeah, it, it's it's a little something, and maybe it's a little bit of a road bump you have to overcome. That's not the difference. Is Jeremy Counton's system so complicated that the Hawks just can't figure it out? Are the Blackhawks so slow that they lose every race to the puck? That they lose every board battle? Again, Nashville is a really good team. The talent gap between Nashville and Chicago is not 51 shots on goal to 20. There's something wrong. And again, maybe this is one of those ones you ball it up and you throw it in the garbage. But guess what? You've already had a bunch of those this season. You had the game against Philly. You had the game against Carolina. You can't keep saying like, ah, you know, fluky. Man, it was just a bad night. At some point, questions need to be asked here. And if this road trip continues looking the way it is, the people at the top of the Blackhawks need to make some tough decisions. I praise Jeremy Cowlton for benching Brent Seabrook and for having the nerve to bench a core member of this team. Brent Seabrook on Tuesday was pissed. And I'm glad he was pissed. He's a competitor. And say what you want for his poor play. I guarantee to you, if he was on the ice tonight in Nashville, he would have given a lot more effort than Eric Gustafson did on that hat trick goal where Gustafson was a passenger. That's a word I've used a lot this season for a lot of guys, isn't it? Too many passengers on this team. And maybe the guys don't like Jeremy Cowton. Fine. But guess what? He's the coach. And you've got to play. You've got to play for him. You can't just pout your way through a season. There are so many guys that if they were scratched on Saturday, I wouldn't bat an eye. I wouldn't even question it. You want to sit Jonathan Taves? Go for it. He had one shot on goal Tuesday night. One shot. In 1541 of ice time. I'm sorry, 1932 of ice time. One shot on goal. Patrick Kane played 20 minutes, 21 seconds. He had two shots on goal. Andrew Shaw, none. Alex Nylander, none. Drake Kajula, none. Dominic Kubalik, none. I, what happened? And I know as the host of the show, I'm the one who's supposed to have the answers. I don't. I don't have answers for this performance. Is it a combination of lack of speed, lack of effort, Lack of, I don't know. I don't know. But guys I never thought I'd see quit or play like they're quitting 
are playing like they've quit. Taves does not look interested. Unless he's hurt, I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't. He's coming off a career offensive season. Patrick Kane, watch him on the ice. He's not engaged. He's not interested in playing. Something is very, very wrong here. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We will go over the pluses and minuses for the game. Spoiler alert, there's going to be more minuses than pluses. I know, it's hard to believe, right? Hawks lose 3-0 to the Nashville Predators. And I I, I can't call for Jeremy Cowton's job. I can't yet. I just can't. Unless, like I said, there's something crazy going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, that we're not privy to. If the players hate him, I don't know. Is this response Tuesday night a response to the benching of Brent Seabrook? I don't know. The last game he was scratched, they won 5-1. to Did the fact that Seabrook was visibly pissed off about it on Tuesday, did that affect the team? Did he get in their ears? And I'm not blaming him. The thing that made Brent Seabrook one of my favorite Blackhawks ever was that fire and was that competitiveness, and he still has it. I don't question Brent Seabrook's effort. I don't think I've ever questioned his effort. That's a dude giving everything he's got. He doesn't have as much as he used to. But what he's got, he's giving you. And like I said, before they benched him, there's other guys I would have benched first, but I saw what Cowden was doing by maybe sending the message of, look, I will scratch a veteran guy, a core guy, if it, if it's called for. Hopefully that didn't backfire on him because the effort I saw Tuesday night in Nashville, again, was one of the worst I've seen in the last 10 years. Eddie Olchek drew it up very clearly. Board battles lost. Races to pucks lost. I took My wife was watching the game with me, and my wife and I, for those of you that don't know, started our relationship because of our love of the Blackhawks. We started going to games together. That's how we started dating, because back in the day, 13 years ago, no one wanted to go to a Hawks game. So our friends set us up. We started going to games together. Her interest has waned as we've had kids and whatever, I told her, look up from your computer for a second, just randomly, any point of the game. I go, tell me how long passes between when you looked up and when the Blackhawks have the puck. Two and a half minutes. I timed it. Two and a half minutes of the Hawks not controlling a puck from like line to line. They'd pop it out of the zone for a second or they'd try to clear it around the boards. But actually possessing the puck, two and a half minutes passed before they were able to carry the puck from one place to another. That probably happened 10 times during the course of this game. This is a scary loss. And the optimism that a lot of us felt, myself included, after Sunday night's win over the Kings is completely gone. 
completely gone. I There are major, major issues going on if this is what the effort's going to look like most nights. I don't know what to say about this one. Three of your last four games have been horrible losses. Last Thursday, 4-1 loss at home to the Flyers where they looked putrid. Saturday, they played better but still lost 4-0. They beat the Kings 5-1 and then tonight's game, the worst of the season by a mile. 51 shots to 20 that tells the entire story and that's not that's accurate sometimes you'll see those inflated shot numbers like that playoff series the Blackhawks had with the Coyotes where the Hawks would have 50 shots on going couldn't score but they were all like from the perimeter or from the point they weren't tough shots Robin Leonard again probably stopped 25 to 30 difficult shots in this game Poor Robin Leonard. That was something I tweeted during the course of the game. Poor Robin Leonard. How is this guy upright? Let alone still making saves. High danger scoring chances for the Predators. 13. The Blackhawks had three. You can't see me, but I'm shrugging. There's there's not much more you can say about it. Go to naturalstattrick.com and check and click the game profile. There's heat maps of where shots came from, shot attempts came from. Around Robin Leonard's net is a glowing red circle because the National Predators were unprovoked when they would get to the crease. The Blackhawks would watch them. They had several scoring opportunities where there were three, four shots on goal in a short sequence where Robin Leonard would not be able to stop the last one and just get up, palms up. Like, what is going on? If I'm Robin Leonard, and I know I'm new on this team, I am flipping over some tables in the locker room. I'm sending a message to my teammates because that dude... And again, I'll say Brandon Saad and I'll say Ryan Carpenter. Three Blackhawks showed up Tuesday night. That's it. Three Blackhawks showed up. It's embarrassing. And I don't know what can be done to fix it. We could talk about putting Brent Seabrook back in. We can talk about Adam Boquist being called up. But do you want to throw Adam Boquist into this fire right now? I I mean, I want him to play. I'm, I'm ready to see him. But my God, the only hope would be he comes and re-energizes your power play, which is now what? 0 for its last 20, what they have tonight? How many power plays? Hawks are 0 for 3 on the power play. So 0 for their last 21. 0 for their last 21. Guess how many shots they had on goal in those three power plays? Zero. Zero power play shots on goal. If the Blackhawks don't come away from this road trip, Having taken, well, look, they've got three games left. If they don't win two of those next three, conversations need to start being had about firing Stan Bowman and potentially firing Jeremy Cowden. 
if the efforts are like that, the conversation needs to begin. Because look, the talent gap is not that wide. It's it's wide. The Hawks are not a contender. The National Predators are. But it ain't that wide. And you either salvage what you can this year, or what do you do? You just let it burn? You start selling off all your core guys? No one's no one wants these guys. No one wants to trade for these Blackhawks core guys. Maybe Kane. Maybe Taves. Maybe, maybe, maybe Keith. No one wants Brent Seabrook. There's not a lot you can do. But if I'm pulling the trigger on a move, maybe it's Stan Bowman. And I've been a Bowman supporter for a long time. And I have stuck up for him for a long time. But if this is the response, and this is the team after he was able to bring in the coach he wanted and fire Quenville and went against the popular opinion of drafting a defenseman, a franchise defenseman in Bowen Byram. And look, I like Kirby Doc, but Bowman once again has to outsmart everybody at the draft. It's it's time to consider it. It's probably been time since he signed that Brent Seabrook contract extension, but I think Stan Bowman's seat is hotter right now than Jeremy Collins. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here, and as we do after every Blackhawks game, let's go over the very few pluses and the many, many minuses. Let's start with the pluses. First plus, obviously, goes to Robin Leonard, who was absolutely outstanding in net for the Blackhawks on Tuesday night, stopping 48 of 51 Nashville shots on goal 48 of 51 that's that's pretty damn solid he had a really good game the Blackhawks penalty kill Nashville was 0 for 5 on the power play the Blackhawks actually did a good job killing penalties against the Predators on Tuesday night I'll give them that that was one of the few things they did well Brandon Saad who has been the best Blackhawk all season I don't think there's much question about it Not a lot to show on the score sheet. Played 16-42, had two shot attempts and a hit and a block shot. But the one guy you saw that was regularly skating hard, working hard, doing the best he could to make things happen, even when, you know, the deck was sort of stacked against him, had a really, really solid game. Uh, if a Blackhawks tonight at all had a solid game. The other guy I'll give some credit to is Ryan Carpenter, who, just like Saad, continued to work even though the game was out of hand. I know the score wasn't out of hand, but everyone knew the game was out of hand. 16-26 for him. He was a minus one, but a solid effort from him. And I think this is what we're getting to. Tuesday night, we're giving pluses to guys who actually tried. And those are the guys I'm going to isolate on. Robin Leonard, Brandon Saad, and Ryan Carpenter. Now, let's get to the minuses. I said it to start the show. Jonathan Taves had one shot on goal. That's it. One shot on goal and another shot that missed. Okay. 
Ten and a half million. Your captain. The heart and soul of the team. Did you notice him on the ice during this game? Because I sure didn't. Very rarely did I look up at the game and say, Oh, look, there's Jonathan Taves doing something. Nope. Nowhere. Patrick Kane. Two shots on goal. A shot attempt and three missed shots. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. Watch him skate. He doesn't seem very interested in what's happening. A lot of guys. And look, on a horrible loss like this, everyone's going to have a step back. Everybody. But nobody was good. Dominic Kubalik, who had a 10-shot-on-goal game recently, Pat Foley said it. I think he has four shots in his last four games. Zero shots for Dominic Kubelik on Tuesday night. That can't happen. You can't. That's a guy who played 212 on the power play. You get one shot attempt? Get the puck. I said this a couple weeks ago. Why does it feel like the Hawks never have the puck? It's crazy. The talent gap, again, is not that broad. This team, actually a lesser team than this, had a was on a 100-point pace last season from the new year to the end of the season. When the calendar flipped to 2019 until the season ended for the Blackhawks, they were on a 100-point pace. Don't tell me it's just talent. Yes, they're not the most talented team in the league. They're not this bad. They're not. This was a horrible effort, and this is the sort of game that has you reevaluating your opinion on a team, on a coach, on a GM, and the, in the direction of a franchise. And I said to myself, during the second intermission, I got up, got a drink of water, had some flaming Hot Cheetos, as is tradition, right? And I said to myself, you know, I'm not going to do this where every win is a party podcast and every loss is a funeral. I'm not going to do that because it's not honest. And I know having to record these the moment the game ends because I do them. Then I go to bed because I have to get up early in the morning. I get up at 6 a.m. every day for work. It's tough to not react with super raw emotions after every game. And I maybe I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I'll probably be guilty of it sometimes as the podcast goes on this year. But Tuesday night's game... I don't know how many sleeps I'll need to feel good about this one or feel decent about this one. If you ask me Tuesday morning, you know, if the Hawks have a bad road trip, would you consider firing Jeremy Cowden or Stan Bowman? No, no, not really. After this loss, as bad as the Blackhawks looked on Tuesday night, all of a sudden, those are on the table for me especially in light of the things Brent Seabrook said today and a little comment. And I'm going to bring you a lot of this audio on tomorrow's podcast. Duncan Keith spoke not to the reporters, not to the press. He spoke to another podcast and a very subtle comment he made stood out to me. And I'm going to play that for you on tomorrow's Lockdown Blackhawks. Until then, let's wrap this up. Let's try to have a positive Wednesday. Let's try to put this one in the rearview mirror 
and hope that when the Hawks take the ice again on Saturday, they'll have some answers and they'll look like a different team because what we saw Tuesday was embarrassing. And uh, I hope that to a man, every guy in that locker room is embarrassed with what they put out for you, the Blackhawks fan, on Tuesday night. That was brutal. Let's move past it. I'll talk to you Thursday on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski here, thanking you all so much for listening.